Welcome to the Just a Plane Ticket Away podcast, where we talk about travel, living and working abroad, travel tips, and anything related to travel. We will interview guests who have traveled extensively or are currently living and working around the world. This is a podcast for those who are looking to start the digital nomad or remote work journey, and for those who are currently digital nomads or are working remote. Your dream destination, new friendships, or maybe even your new home is just a plane ticket away. And now, here are your hosts, Don and JJ. Hey, JJ, how's it going? Hey, Don, great to talk to you again. Yeah, it's um, oh, it, it's kind of like the time has gone by. Hey, like we—I don't remember the last time I talked to you on the phone. I guess it was maybe a, a week or two ago, which feels like a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been a few weeks, and it's been uh, about um over a month now since we've seen each other uh back in uh in france and all of our adventures in the summer um and you uh coming out to nice so now yes. it's been a while you've been traveling yeah. a lot i have you know i was uh planning to come to vietnam and and uh slow down on travel because i we were, i think the last episode that we we had was talking about burnout and how uh the two months in, in europe had burnt me out of travel so i was planning to just come back to vietnam and um, relax a bit but then uh, my uncle ended up coming out to Vietnam and uh, we ended up traveling from south to north Vietnam going to a couple different places and I went to some places that I haven't been to before uh, being Hanoi and Halong Bay but um, it was another tiring traveling month but uh, I, I definitely had a great time spending some good time with my uncle and seeing some new places. Wow that does sound like a lot a lot of cool places you went to. I'm actually missing some of that warm weather of um, uh, Southeast Asia, like you're experiencing. Because right now uh, in France, where I'm currently, it's getting quite cold. Uh, winter has started for sure. What's the temperature like in like in Nice for winter? Like what's the temperature well, now? It's like 12 to 15 degrees, which is quite cold <laughs> for me. <laughs> so that's, I'm, I'm looking for the 24 to 30 degree weather. It's funny because we're both Canadian and living, you know, you lived in Montreal for a, a chunk of your life in Vancouver and maybe from Calgary. We've experienced some pretty harsh winters. And so, but now when it gets, yeah, gets down to 15 degrees or below 20 degrees, we feel, we feel cold. And yes, uh, that's absolutely. Kind of, <laughs> you know, this is, this is, this is my third winter away from Canada. Like I, it dumped snow, I think, last year, right before I left to Asia. And this year, I, I missed winter altogether, and I don't miss it one bit at all. Yeah, absolutely. Same here, around three or four, three or third or fourth year. And um, absolutely, I don't miss it. But I will get to experience a little bit of it in Christmas, because I'll be going back to Montreal then. But otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, no more winter. Oh, nice. Have you, have you gone anywhere over the last month? So I've been doing a couple of small trips, uh, mostly Italy, actually. Um, so I've had a chance to go see Cinque Terre, um, which is uh, not too far from Nice or Genoa. Um, and it's a, a very beautiful natural landscape, kind of these rugged uh, mountains that um, uh, connect with the sea. And there's these really old medieval towns um, along that coastline. Um, so it's nice. really beautiful, really kind of historic place, uh, very touristy. Uh, it's quite popular. Um, although 
probably the fall is a good time to go because there was still a lot of people, but there was plenty of space and, and it didn't feel packed. But I think in the summer, it would be quite, quite busy there. Yeah, I think anywhere uh, in Europe in the summer is going to be busy. So if you can go in the spring or the fall, you get, you know, less, less busyness probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's uh, the really nice thing is it's um, all accessible by train. So you don't even have to drive there. Um, you could fly to like Genoa or Florence or something and then take a train from there and um, and then explore that area all by train. So you don't need to drive. But I did drive there and the, the road is also spectacular um, to drive along the coastline. It's kind of a windy coastal road with really beautiful views. And it actually reminded me a lot of Hawaii, the scenery, um, even okay. though it wasn't as like hot and tropical, the, um, it was very lush and, and um, especially some parts, some of the kind of valleys were very much like Hawaii, just like lush forest kind of going right out to the water, um, nice. striking views, except for the towns. <laughs> the towns are very not Hawaiian. <laughs> that's like, <clears throat> that's like such a good, one of the great things about living in Europe, especially where you are, because you're so close to so many different places and you can just go into Italy or go to um, even just like a small town, random place in in Europe. And you're, you're so close that you can just take the train or you can drive and it's not too far away. Yeah, absolutely. And not really very expensive to take the train to get there as well. <laughs> Um, so the the train ride from Genoa or from Florence is probably around fifteen to twenty dollars uh, for one way, so nice. uh, pretty reasonable. Um, if you can get to one of those places, um, then it's great. Yeah, it's kind of the same in Asia as well. Once you get here, like traveling around, um, even just by airplane is is so cheap. Like I, my flight from Vietnam to Bali was around a hundred dollars Canadian one way um and if i want to go to pretty much anywhere in southeast asia it's about you know maximum a hundred dollars for the ticket to go and it's a short ride as well so i kind of i really like those places where you can base yourself and then if you want to go somewhere then it's not expensive to just go to another country or go somewhere else and and explore a little bit yeah it, it's really great because the, the hard thing is to get out there in the first place um, for, for a lot of people to kind of get that motivation to go, but also the cost of getting from North America or from Europe to Asia, it's quite expensive. Uh, but once you get there, yeah, you're right. You just, um, if you stay for long enough, you really get to experience a lot and travel a lot with uh, a very reasonable budget. Nice. Well, today's, we'll go on to today's podcast. It's a little bit of a different one where JJ actually sat down with a couple and uh, recorded the podcast with them. So I'll just let JJ introduce the uh, today's podcast. Yeah, so one of the, the cool things about uh, being a digital nomad and traveling is the other people that you meet along the way. Uh, so we met that way and um, here I've been going to a lot of uh, digital nomad meetups and uh, it's a great way to, to meet new people but also to um, do some co-working and at one of the co-working places, I met a cool couple that was, uh, has kind of started their uh, digital nomad journey fairly recently. Um, and it's nice to get their perspective of traveling together. Um, so Sylvia and Diego, 
And um, we did a little podcast uh, recording of that, of their experiences. And that's what we're going to play now. Sounds good. I think uh, a lot of people that we meet are solo digital nomad travelers. And, um, you know, traveling solo has its, the pros and cons. And I think one of the pros is you can make your own decisions by yourself on where you want to go, what you want to do. But um, as, a, as a couple, I assume that, you know, there's going to be a lot more different things that they have to consider because you have to consider the other person and where they want to go or, you know, um, making decisions. And I think any couple who's able to travel together for a long period of time has a special relationship because they're together probably quite a bit and um, they're going to go through a lot more maybe conflicts and things like that. And, and then being able to work out those problems you know, um, well there, because if you're, you can't just like leave or be like, Hey, well, I'm going to go off into a different country by yourself. So I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast about, uh, their experience. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are a couple, um, or you and your partner are interested in traveling together, uh, then this is the episode to listen to. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Enjoy the podcast, everyone. So welcome to the Just a Plane Ticket Away podcast. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Sylvia and Diego. And we met in Nice at a co-working at a cafe called Nice Nomads a few weeks ago. And they are two digital nomads that are traveling together as a couple. So if you guys want to say hi and introduce yourselves. Hi, JJ. Nice to, to meet you. And thanks for receiving us in your podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure and it's the first time for us to be interviewing a podcast, so it's an honor. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, it was really great to meet you guys. One of the things I really like to talk to you guys about and about your story was that you um, started traveling together after a while. Um, and so that's kind of interesting to see the differences between solo travel or traveling with somebody else, traveling in a couple. And I thought it would be really great to discuss kind of the pros and cons of that, hear what some of your tips are, what you guys suggest to other people, some of the challenges you faced, um, and maybe compare also some of your other travel experiences with uh, traveling as a couple. Um, so maybe tell me a little bit about how you guys got started in travel uh, and the digital nomad kind of lifestyle. Um, I know, Diego, you said you were doing this already before. Um, yep. So maybe talk a little bit about your solo yeah, sure. experience before. That's a good thing to talk about. Uh, I started uh, traveling alone at the beginning when we met. Uh, I told uh, Sylvia uh, what were my plans. And um, I didn't start, start at that moment. And uh, after six or seven months, I started because I was working remotely. <laughs> she wasn't working remotely at that moment, but I helped her to, to, to achieve that goal. And then we started traveling together. When I was traveling alone, I was used to, to stay in rooms and I was spending like uh, 600, 700 euros per month. And then when we started traveling together, it, it is like a thousand or um, a little bit more together. So we are saving money in that sense. It's a very <laughs> good thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Instead of just you paying for one place, now you can share a place, you can get something bigger, something more interesting when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. So right now we're in your apartment in yeah. Nice. You guys rented it for a month and uh, it's an old town in the old part of Nice. 
Uh, it's like a medieval apartment. It's really neat because it's a really <laughs> different kind of shape. It's uh, on the attic top floor of this building. And it really is quite old. I mean, it's probably five, six hundred years old, this building. Yeah. And it's a really neat place to stay. So you guys must have experienced staying in some pretty cool places when you traveled to the different towns you've traveled to. We have experienced mainly all kind of apartments from rooms uh, to a small studio for us. And then this is the, yeah, the biggest. Yeah, in some cases we, we find places like this, which is cool because we can invite people here. For instance, this apartment is for six, seven people. And um, in most of cases, we just find apartments for two people, but uh, the, price, the price for this apartment is more or less the same than the others. So it's an advantage to find yeah, places like a this. A great deal. <laughs> yeah, a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the cool things about traveling as a digital nomad too. You get to try out a month in, in some apartment in part of a city that you maybe would have never lived there, even if you moved to the city. Like if you came to move to Nice and you were committing for a year or something like a long-term stay, you would maybe not stay in a place like this. You would not experience what it's like to stay right in the old town with the kind of quirks of the little tiny streets and the uh, church bell that goes off every hour that we just heard. <laughs> yeah, in some cases it could be tiresome to, to live in downtown. Because there is a lot of movement and noise, and but here is cool, and I just recommend to to do this not all the time. <clears throat> so just in some moments, for instance, it, this was good because uh, this is for six, seven people, and uh, we invited uh, some people here, uh, her sisters and other friends, and this is perfect because we are we are in in the center of the city. Yeah. Gave them a great experience yeah. and a great reason to come visit you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. as I told you, most of the, in most of the cases, uh, the, we are just uh, us, and the place is just for two people, mm. and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then you can't host anybody if it's just a studio or a one-bedroom apartment. Um, so, Sylvia, what got you interested? So, you, you were before just doing regular life, right? Mm -hmm. You were living in one place, working a job, uh, renting an apartment. And um, what got you really interested to, to upend that lifestyle and start traveling and going together to places and working remotely? Yeah. First of all, because I met Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, before, I was super convinced that... Uh, travel and uh, work remotely was some something for uh, genius people or something so far from my environment because i don't know nobody that's do, that does what with that what we do together well genius people you're right yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah no it's not that hard right now yeah it's not that hard and i know it's a process because i've studied a lot to uh, gain those skills that were was uh, needed for my job and I also take a very important decision to to leave what I had before. Uh, but Diego showed me all the how to overcome those barriers, because, of course, in each, each process you do, you have a lot of barriers, uh, but you have to be clever to find the solutions to overcome these barriers. And so he explained me his his project because his project started already five years ago in More, Venezuela. Maybe yeah. <laughs> you can tell the story about it. Yeah, I was uh, just looking for a, a way to, to do this. And I started uh, creating my own business. It didn't 
go so well. <laughs> mm. And then I lost at that moment like uh, four years doing that. And then I, I came to, to Europe, to Spain exactly. And I started uh, studying programming during the quarantine. And I realized that with that kind of jobs, uh, I could do this. And I started doing that, uh, convinced that I could work remotely and traveling. And uh, after a year or a year and a half, I started traveling alone at the beginning. I already met Tuga at that moment, but then she joined me. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And were you scared to take this like jump uh, first, uh, Sylvia, now that... Um... Uh, if I were alone, mm -hmm. solo travel, yes. But with Diego, I was in like safe hands because he has also experienced mm -hmm. uh, solo travel and he know already the field, <laughs> uh, what to do and so on. And in the beginning, I was so scared to remain without money. <laughs> but mm -hmm. we have also very um, a financial um, study. Like we organize our each week, we um, check what we have. Uh, spend it what we are going to spend mm. so each friday for us is like checking the week how it, it is going uh what uh, how much we have spent in yeah. food apartment extra so we have a very uh, clear picture of what we are spending okay. and this is so helpful so yeah helpful. we have an excel board where we fill uh, all uh, expenses bank, expenses and bank yeah. account yeah. With some weird formulas that only <laughs> Diego understands. But. Yeah, I created uh, my own board and uh, it works very well because it's, it tells you everything. It, it tells you uh, how much have you spent uh, and uh, your savings and all that thing. Excellent. Okay. So. That's probably a way to avoid some of the pitfalls too. And I mean, just in any relationship, but also traveling especially is kind of the costs of things and, mm -hmm. and the financial side. Finances are often a big challenge in a relationship. And so, um, and when traveling, you kind of have to keep an eye on this, uh, on your costs and expenses, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In I've fact, learned a lot. From in fact, uh, like six months ago, five months ago, she thought that she, she, she wasn't saving money. And I told her, okay, let's check uh, the, the board and uh, the, the board says everything. Right. And then after that, she realized that she was saving money. Oh, yes, no problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But in the beginning, before no, knowing Diego, just one month before, uh, I was doing uh, a travel to Valencia, spending there three months for an internship. And I thought it was like the last long travel of my life. <laughs> and then my uh, career in my job would start. And so no more travel for the whole life. It was like drama and uh, I was spending like if it were my last holiday. Mm. And so that feeling, that awful feeling now disappeared and I'm happy. Yeah, she did it amazing in fact, because uh, she was finishing uh, his career, her career, I'm sorry. And uh, she needed to, to study a lot in order to, to achieve this goal to work remotely and earning the, the amount that she needed at mm -hmm. that moment. And she did that in six months, more or less, and it was amazing. So you switched careers yes. then, Sylvia, yeah. to Well, this. the kind same of. career inside uh, digital marketing, but one step ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So you've been uh, now, are you working freelance or are you still working for a company? No, still working for a company, but I wanted to also practice my, my English. So I found an international company. So English is my daily language. Okay. And this was so important for me. It was I th alongside with uh, on on an online job. It was the requisite. Okay. Well, speaking of work, how do you guys find uh, working uh, together, both doing digital nomad jobs, remote jobs, um, but living in the same place. Do you guys use co-working places? Do you find apartments that have enough space for both of you? Do you have challenges when you're in too small of a space and you've got meetings and calls? Yeah, um, our requirements for finding an apartment is, of course, the Wi-Fi um, in order to, to work, uh, have a short that thing, you know? And um, most of the cases we work at home and uh, you, you said a thing that is uh, very interesting because <laughs> at the beginning we used to, to live in a small place, place, uh, places. We used to live in small places, uh, mono studios. And it was hard to, to have meetings, for instance, because uh, we hadn't <laughs> uh, headsets and uh, Celia was in a meeting and, and I couldn't uh, cook or do the dishes or uh, never. Uh, not even going to the bathroom uh, <laughs> and uh, it was i just uh, went crazy at the moment and uh, i started researching about headsets to have noise cancelling and all that stuff and we found them and now it's perfect okay. <laughs> because we, yeah. i can do everything and it doesn't matter the volume so you are basically working together in the same place kind of during your work day yeah most of the time mm -hmm. yes I think just once or twice we had a separate room where we we were like divided. <laughs> but now, um, yeah, we we can share the place together, and well, we don't have many uh, challenges. What do you feel that? What is it like to be together all the time then? Um, because if you're working during the day, you're both working from the place. Maybe sometimes a smaller place too, and then you're spending the evening together. You're going out you're together on the weekends because you're seeing like a new city or something how do you find that well i think that we are like on the same page very very connected because we don't struggle uh, sometimes of course i like to go out for a walk and sometimes i come back with a crap <laughs> last, the last day, the other day i told him okay i need to refresh my head uh, because i was full of work uh, i go for a walk and then I came back home with a crepe full of Nutella. <laughs> and so he told me, ah, this is the way you go for a walk. <laughs> we also do sport outside and inside together also. and also inside. And yeah, we're, we're uh, used to, to be together a lot of time, but uh, we also travel alone for visiting our families and mm -hmm. switch seasons clothes yeah yeah and uh, when we do that we do it alone uh, <laughs> for instance i stay my settlement for uh, three weeks and also she she do the same and uh, my settlement is in madrid and her settlement is in Verona, Verona in italy mm -hmm. okay. okay so sometimes you'll go and see your family yeah. by yourselves yeah. separately yeah. Uh, you'll have some time with your family, with your friends, and by yourselves, and then you meet back up in another yeah. place. Yeah, but, but it, it also is basically... Sometimes I go to see 
uh, his family, he comes to see yeah, my family. And... We, uh, like, uh, three times a year or twice a year, we have to, to go to our settlements because we have to, to change our clothes from winter to summer. And... and what are some other differences between, so I guess, Diego, since you've done both, traveling by yourself and together, what are some other differences? So the apartment and costs and stuff, but something else that's different about being by yourself versus traveling together? I talk about the expenses and also the experiences because when we're together, we have um, different plans. Uh, for instance, when I was traveling alone and I was just focused on languages, I love languages. And uh, I traveled mostly in France when I, when I was traveling alone. So I was just going to language, language changes and meetups and, and meeting people. And like was, every day. Yeah, like every day. <laughs> and uh, then when we, when we started traveling together, it was different because we started our project about uh, traveling and digital nomads. We have a, an Instagram profile about it. And um, it changed a lot because it demands a lot of time also. Ah, so you guys are also working together on creating yeah. uh, something together. So can you tell us a little bit about that and what you're working on? Yeah, sure. We have opened this Instagram profile like uh, five months ago or almost six months ago. And we, we where we give tips and recommendations about travels. And we also share some ideas about digital nomads. And so we are trying to combine those two aspects uh, that are very close to us. And for example, I'm more focused on the idea, uh, the digital marketing side, and he is focused on the uh, editing and so on. And so this is a great opportunity because we can both uh, practice something um, that is that we are passionate about is in love with video editing hmm. and I'm a digital marketer so it is so good to apply something uh, the skills that you know in your own project yeah and the main thing about it is that we, we try to help people that uh, be believe that it, this is not possible and in fact it is so possible we are in the, in the right moment to do this I mean, after the quarantine, after the COVID, it changed a lot and it is so easy to do this. Mm -hmm. This is one thing, I mean, that's the point of this podcast too, is <laughs> yeah. really to like tell people that it is possible to do something like this and show some examples of people doing this. And uh, we've shown, you know, people that are doing it in all kinds of range of jobs for uh, so that there's not necessarily just only a few jobs that you can do this mm -hmm. with. Um, but also in different life situations, whether some people are doing it by themselves and the different styles um, that people are doing. And I think that's really important to get that message across. And even if you are a junior, mm -hmm. so you don't have many, many years of experience, uh, it's possible also for junior positions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are a lot of job, job opportunities. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, especially nowadays, there's a lot more um, companies that are looking for remote workers as well that are open to the idea mm -hmm. yeah there are also a lot of people that think that uh, this is only possible if you are if you have your own business or if you are a freelancer but we are not freelancers and we don't have our business we are employees it's also possible in that way yeah absolutely and you're you guys mostly travel within europe i take it because of the time zones yeah 
Yeah, I have never been outside Europe yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mainly we have been to Italy, Spain and France. Okay. And with some exception to see some friends in Norway and the Netherlands. Okay. How long do you guys usually stay in a place when you go somewhere? Do you travel very quickly or do you stay for a long time? Yeah, we used to stay for a month. Uh, just because Airbnb has a, a good deal when you stay for a month. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, uh, if you pay uh, the price the, the price that it says per day, it could be this apartment, for instance, uh, 3,000 euros. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, we're paying uh, 1,300 euros. Right. So it is a really great deal. Yeah. And uh, not, there is no other way to, to find these deals. So mainly is it because kind of you want to have that minimum of one month to get like a better housing deal? Mm -hmm. um, but do you also want to stay in places longer sometimes? Or do you pre-book kind of a lot of places in advance and say, okay, we're going to be one month here, one month here, one month here? Normally we do month by month. Well, we plan uh, two following month mm -hmm. with two uh, months in advance. <laughs> so for now we have planned everything about the end of February. Uh, normally we stay one month in a place, but we have some exceptions. For example, the winter season, uh, since we are passionate about uh, skiing and snowboarding, uh, we spend there two, three months. Last year it was it was three months, but the last mm -hmm. month uh, there was no snow. Mm -hmm. So we went to yeah. like hiking, do other activities. This year will be two months and that's enough. In fact. Mm -hmm. But the, the key is to stay at least one month. Yeah, yeah in order to get that deal right right but also we are so curious about knowing uh, more cities so if we stay maybe in a place three yeah. months uh, maybe we could lose two uh, places that <laughs> yeah. we could have visited yeah. because yeah, yeah we are sure that we will do this for other three years four years and then we will stabilize uh, to a place we don't know yet but for now Top one is Valencia, along with uh, Nice. Cool. And the other thing, the, uh, why we stay for, for a month in, in each place is because uh, in order to, to know the place, a week is not enough, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or two weeks, maybe. But uh, in some cases when we travel, or most, in most of the cases when people travel, they stay uh, just, uh, for instance, two days in Rome and then three, three days in Paris. And you cannot say that you know the city if no. you stay two and days you or, go uh, or directly days. to the burnout. Yeah, yeah exactly. You get because, burned out very yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so tiresome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the nice thing about staying somewhere a little bit longer. You get mm -hmm. to know the place, you get to know people there, you get to feel like you're actually living there. Yeah. You're buying groceries, you're having exactly. kind of a normal life. Um, while we have there. experienced this kind of moving to a place to the other uh, in September because we had three weddings in three different countries. <laughs> wow. And so each week we, are, we were moving to one place to the other and it was so complicated and we were yeah. really, really tired. But at least we had one uh, week off so we could travel. Yeah, rest a little bit during our holidays and not while we were working. Otherwise, it's hard to get back to work after these movements. <laughs> yeah, and you, you also said that um, we buy some groceries and we live uh, a normal day in the city. 
And there's the other thing that we, we don't like to 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 stay in hotels, for instance, mm -hmm. because that's a fantasy. That's yeah. not the the real life for for us, for instance. And uh, we we like to stay in places like an apartment where where we have to to do all the things. We have to cook. We have to do everything. And that sense, we are living in that city. So we can say that we are living in every city that we we stay. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you find when people ask you about? Uh, vacations and things because I think a lot of t times people associate our lifestyle as a vacation they think okay well you're just traveling around the world do you ever work um, so how do you compare that to because you guys actually take also real vacations right your jobs give you yeah. vacations yeah so how do you uh, handle that and what do you tell people well it's happened many times that they confuse what we are doing with vacation yeah and they should stay with us for one week to understand also yeah. our rhythm because we have a nine to six uh, job. Uh, we also have this project. We need to go out and meet people, filming, editing. Uh, we are really, really busy in doing sport <laughs> because, of course, we cannot give up also yeah, sport. It's curious because there are two points. Of view. <laughs> okay. And the first one is that when you're traveling, and in this way, you're not on vacation, of course. And uh, we'll travel. We, we work the whole week, and on, and, and on weekend we go outside. We we know different places, and that's amazing. So it could be um, eternal weekends vacation. Okay, mm -hmm. but uh, on the other hand, um, we have a lot of time because when you live in a city, you have a lot of commitments. With your family, things that you do uh, normally, you, you get in troubles, say in that way, because you you have a lot of things to do and you, you your time is running out uh, all the time. But when you're traveling, you just, you just have to work, for instance, uh, eight hours a day, and then the rest of the time you organize that at the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. so you have a lot of free time regarding that in that sense, and that's a cool thing also. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really think about that during uh, about nomad travel is that you you kind of end up freeing up your schedule a little bit from all of those commitments that when you're living in your home city, we kind of forget about that we have. And mm -hmm. a lot of people have very, very busy lives where they're um, they're one their their whole week is planned out because they're visiting this friend and they're going out for drinks with these friends and they've got like this concert they're going to and these yeah. things. And they yeah. never get a break to just relax. And they yeah. say, oh, they're so stressed and so tired all the time um, because they, they maybe have scheduled kind of too much. And it's very easy to do when you've been somewhere for a long time and you've made a lot of friends and family. But when you travel, you go to a new city, suddenly all those friends that were in the last city, you're not going to be able to hang out with them anyways. So you suddenly get a bunch of free time uh, and none of those commitments follow you uh, around. Yeah, we didn't know this uh, at the beginning. Then we realized that this this happens. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. And another aspect that is very positive about this experience is that we are connecting with other friends mm -hmm. because all of all our friends live in different countries, different cities. And sometimes, for example, we came here and we visited a friend uh, of Diego and I've met him for the first time that lives uh, 15 kilometers from here. And so it was uh, good to meet here. And mm. also we have seen this summer many, many friends, more than 20. 
all around Europe. So it was amazing. I have I could say that I have an advantage regarding France because I'm Venezuelan. Venezuela, the, there is a hard situation, and I see the positive side of this. Okay, I have friends everywhere because of the migration. Um, my friends are and a lot of people that are not from Venezuela. They they live everywhere. You know, worldwide. Uh, so right. every place that I go, I have friends there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's crazy. amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. And now we have booked an Airbnb for the winter season that is close to Bolzano, that mm -hmm. is in the northern part of Italy. And it's a very small city. And in that small city, he has a friend. <laughs> it's crazy. <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Wow. Is there a map, like a website, where all the Venezuelans are shown around the world? <laughs> awesome. that, 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 in that place is a coincidence. That's not normal. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a very small town. Mm -hmm. So I know you guys said that, that uh, you don't have too many challenges kind of throughout this lifestyle, and, and you guys are like a super cute couple. Uh, <laughs> you're great together. But uh, is there anything that you would give advice to other couples doing this, um, things that that maybe at the beginning you found where you had to find ways to kind of work around it, some challenges that you had to overcome, um, or just tips that you can give to specifically to, to couples that are maybe just getting started or thinking about doing this and maybe are a little bit scared about it. I would consider to uh, organize the time, have a very organized schedule, uh, because sometimes if you work from home, you don't have limits. Maybe you could work even more than what you are supposed to work because just you are connected. Oh, maybe I, ch I check this and that. So um, before you do your work, uh, during your schedule, and then you can do everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and also try to meet other people and use the app that we, we met together, uh, mm -hmm. Meetup. I'm sure that there are uh, different apps in each country because I remember that when you were in France, nobody in Toulouse, I rem if I remember well, uh, mm -hmm. nobody used Meetup and they had another app, uh, like free, free make, something like this. And all people from France were meeting in that app. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's good also to search a little bit how to, to meet other people. So just to, just to touch on the schedule part, yeah. do you mean that um, like setting time that it's going to be for the two of you sort of thing? So like no. a time outside of work uh, like, or um, the one that we have together outside the apartments uh, is scheduled. Okay. But then um, one one person can find its own routine. For example, I'm super productive in the morning, whereas he's super productive in the afternoon. And so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, regarding the couples uh, part, I could advise to be organized also with the finances because most of the problems could come from there because you have to, to pay your travels, uh, your stayings and everything. And in some cases it could be hard if one of, of the couple uh, lose their, uh, their jobs or something like that. The first advice that I could give is to keep your jobs protect them I guess that's uh, your fuel mm -hmm. yeah for our travels 100 focus on travel oh not on, <laughs> <laughs> on work and jobs focus on the job yeah uh, that allows you to to travel well it, that's an important part definitely for uh, digital nomad work is you you need to 
uh, prove to your employer that you can do this, yeah. too, right? Like uh, a lot of times employers can be a little bit hesitant about it, or even if it is a remote work position, you have to prove that you're actually going to be productive and efficient yeah, when you're going to do work. You have to be more efficient than the others uh, in your job and your work. And uh, you cannot be weak in that sense or uh, asking always for time because you don't feel good. And mm -hmm. no, we, we don't have the, those excuses because we, we don't want them to think that, okay, they are traveling, so that's why they're asking for time or, or doing other mm -hmm. things or run errands. And we, we don't want them to think about it. Yeah, that's why we move from one place to the other always on Saturday. Yeah, always. Always. Even though it's um, more expensive, flights are more expensive on Saturdays, uh, we prefer to spend more, but work with chill <laughs> yeah. the whole week. And then on that Saturday, we arrive to a new place. We check that Wi-Fi is perfect. Uh, we have no problems, so we can enjoy our Sunday and then start uh, the, mo the Monday with no troubles. We have some policies and that's one of our policies. Okay, what are some other policies? Yeah, other policies is to, to, um, to book uh, uh, every place uh, at least uh, two months before <clears throat> or, or to have the two next places uh, booked before we'll leave the, the current place. Oh, awesome. So now you're not stressed. You're not worrying about, mm -hmm. okay, where are you going to yeah. go to next? You've already mm -hmm. decided that for the next month you can relax and yeah, yeah. keep working. Okay. And for us, also very bright apartments are important. For example, here we have a lot of sun the whole day. Uh, it's very bright. And even though if we stay yeah. in a studio, yeah. uh, it's important that it's maybe white with a lot of sun entering into yeah. the apartment. It's very important for us. And the, the Saturday's policy, I mean, the traveling only Saturdays, uh, is because uh, at first we, we need to be uh, sure that we, we're going to arrive. It doesn't matter the delays and, and that thing. And also because of the Wi-Fi, because if we arrive to a place and the, and the Wi-Fi doesn't work well, uh, we have to, to move and look for a solution. And if we arrive on Saturday, we have two days to, to, to fix it up. It gives you a bit of a buffer before you actually have to get back to work. Yeah, yeah. in order to, to, be, uh, to have old conditions in perfect uh, way on Sunday. And what about the kind of the financial side of this? Because I think a lot of people think of digital nomad stuff in general as being very expensive or it's only for the rich to travel so much. For a young couple working on, on uh, remote jobs, not, you know, some sort of rich lifestyle, like, mm -hmm. what do you say to people asking you, okay, how can you possibly afford to do this and be in Nice one month, be in uh, yeah. um, Spain another month? How do you do that? Okay, you have to, to look for good deals at, the, at first, because it, it is very expensive if, if you do that, uh, staying all the hotels, places you need uh, uh, 1200 euros to do this uh, without spending a lot in extra things mm -hmm. and uh, for being comfortable I could say um, 1500 euros so you're saying like 1500 per person kind of thing or 1500 total for a couple no travel? per person yeah yeah for instance we, we will spend with like, extras yeah with extras yeah. yeah but if we go to the basic stuff like uh, that for us is accommodation more or less 500 or 600 per person. Right. Food, if you go to the supermarket, it's 200 or 250. It depends. Mm -hmm. 
and transport maybe 100 per month so we are about uh, 900 this is basic then the extras that yeah. that for us is a cafe outside a restaurant <laughs> or a, a trip beer. Uh, yeah a party or a beer um, <laughs> um, a train to the next city just for the weekend all of these for us are extras sure so it depends to people but if you have a very basic lifestyle with 1000 uh, yeah exactly. you can go but no one has a very basic <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but when you consider uh, the kind of the costs that people have in their regular lives and that aren't digital nomads most people spend probably much more than that yeah, on their regular the car, life. Mm -hmm. uh, all the bills, because for example, in their Airbnb, they are included. Sure. So yeah. it's reasonable. It's not mm -hmm. something just for the rich no. and wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's ritual. In fact, I we have a video uh, reel in on Instagram about what, uh, how much we spend, and uh, also telling people that they could do that. Yes, you just need a remote job and earn more than a thousand euros. Sure. I mean, if you travel with a thousand euros per month, you cannot do a lot of extra things like going to and bar. And you cannot yes. save. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> save also. Yeah. And uh, that's why we recommend to, to have more than that. And sure. we also save money because we travel together and in couple is, uh, you, you, you can save more. And then uh, I guess the, the other thing is, what about uh, languages? So, I mean, you guys are from two different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Silvio, you're Italian, right? Yeah. Uh, and Diego, you're from Venezuela. So um, you guys spoke different languages. What language do you speak together at home? <laughs> Mostly Italian. Oh, okay, cool. Because in the beginning when we met, we started speaking Spanish. Then he had to learn Italian to speak with my family. So he mm -hmm. boosts Italian in three months. Yeah. Uh, a very full immersive uh, experience. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Now we get just used to speaking Italian. Yeah, that's my record for a language. Three months. <laughs> Fantastic, okay. I, well, I, I didn't speak uh, perfect, but I, uh, I managed to, to, to communicate okay. <laughs> and to understand also. And how's your Spanish then? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but I've started uh, learning Spanish 12 years ago. Okay. Yeah. In the beginning with the Spanish accent, because it was uh, what I used to study in the yeah. high school and university. And then I got used to uh, now she has a Venezuelan the Venezuelan accent. accent. <laughs> yeah, more awesome. or less. <laughs> yeah, she's very Venezuelan now. Yeah. Well, now you have to go to Venezuela too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year or in two years. Yeah, but we are sure that when we will go there, we will go there for four weeks, just vacation. Okay. Know? Okay. Also because there are Wi-Fi issues <laughs> in Venezuela, and it would be impossible to work. So and see all the family and yeah, everything. Yeah, family, yeah. the all the natural uh, background that it offers. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Cool. Okay, well, that's been really great. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to, to speak with oh, me. Thank you, ZJ. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. all your advice. Uh, we're going to stay up to date on your travels and we'll uh, share a link to your uh, Instagram as well so everybody else can follow you uh, around the world as you travel and follow <laughs> your awesome uh, couple digital nomad story. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Remember to check in next time on all the different uh, podcast platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and for our next episode of Just a Plane Ticket Away. Thanks a lot. <laughs>